more details have come out since the Virginia election. You can literally watch the racist heads implode at MSNBC in live time for the last 48 hours straight. I'm not kidding. Rachel Maddow looks like someone smacked her upside the head with a frying pan. I haven't seen that bitch look that sad since Trump won in 2016. And everyone went to bed in 2020 thinking Trump won. She looked devastated. But we have two things that have come out since then. One being McAuliffe spent more than $100,000 for fake nudes ads against Yunkin. Mmm. And we also found out that, well, it's absolute clown shit, but the McAuliffe campaign printed ads that look like they came out of the GOP saying Trump endorses Yunkin. And with Joe Biden's approval rating being in the high 20s with all groups of voters and low 20s with independents and low teens with Republicans, I don't necessarily know if sending out flyers that make it look like Donald Trump, the guy who still averages about an 80% approval rate right now nationwide, and that's only gone up since Biden's been elected, I don't think that was a good idea. I, I don't. I don't know if... uh. Telling people that Donald Trump supports Glenn Youngkin was a great idea. Especially when Joe Biden's approval rating is so fucking low and you got all these moderates out there that were like, I regret voting for Biden. Here's my chance to redeem myself by voting for Youngkin. Anyway, without any further ado, I'm your host, James Madison. This is Inside Four Walls. I'm the only ANCAP this side of the divide, and without any further ado, let's get right into it. Our first article comes from HeadlineUSA.com. Article by contributing author is who it's credited to. McAuliffe spent more than 100000 on fake news ads to hurt Glenn Youngkin. Disinformation practices are standard for the McAuliffe, whose lies go into overdrive when he's desperate. He looks sleazy, but then again, this man is a Clinton Friend. This dude and the Bill Clinton campaign go way back to the 1990s. This guy has been at various parties with Hillary Clinton, so it doesn't really surprise me. Virginia Democratic gubernatorial candidate Terry McAuliffe has spent more than 100000 on fake news Facebook adverts to show on fake news Facebook adverts to sow disinformation about his Republican opponent, Glenn Youngkin, according to Fox News. This, the advertisements, which have been viewed millions of times, appear to be far from local news websites. They even link to third-party websites designed to look like they're local news outlets. I've come across these. I didn't realize how big a deal that actually was. I've come across these news sites that make them look like local news outlets before, and then I'll read through it, and I'll realize they're not, so I just move on. I never realized that... Uh, Huh, so that's for their purpose. Hmm. The adverts, which have been viewed millions of times, appear to be from local news websites. They even link to third-party websites designed to look like local news outlets. But the advertisements and websites are really just extensions of Democratic campaign websites that exist to promote Democratic candidates such as McAuliffe. One page, for example, called the, quote, the Download Virginia you read that last word wrong, that's an interesting headline. 
Download Vegeta. Was quietly launched by McAuliffe in June. <laughs> the name of the page sounds like it would be a news organization, but it only posts adverts for McAuliffe. The McAuliffe had, sorry, the McAuliffe had has spent tens of thousands of dollars on ads distributed by the page since June, Fox found. Another website McAuliffe has been promoting is, quote, The Dogwood. Weird. Like old, I have an old nickname called Dogleg. I, hmm, saving that for future ideas. The Dogwood. That's like a BBC show, don't it? David Tennant, David Attenborough in the Dogwood. This June on BBC America or the BBC One. Now, oh, who the fuck cares? It's garbage. Which claims to be a newsletter to give Virginians the quote. All the news you need from credible fact-based reporting. Oh, boy. And the article continued. However, a closer look at the Dogwoods website revealed it is operated and owned by Courier Newsroom, which itself was was founded and initially founded by George Soros, ran liberal dark money group acronym. Ooh, makes your spine tingle with the controversy. Ah, oh, this just came out, too. Ooh, this hasn't even hit a lot of mainstream outlets yet. Ooh, I'm creaming. Whenever I see George Soros' names and a failed liberal candidate, I'm just go, oh, give me more. Ethics experts have blasted this campaign tactic as political disinformation. The Washington Post even admitted Courier Newsroom was creating, quote, hyper-local partisan propaganda and open secrets labeled both websites as fake news. Open secrets called you fake news? Uh, hey, pot, it's kettle, you're black. Wow. Quote, disinformation practices are standard for McAuliffe, whose lies go into overdrive when he's desperate, Yunkin said. Quote, not a single left-wing propaganda arm disguised as a news organization will turn the tide for McAuliffe, he added. Whoo-wee! That is a hard-hitting article. And the first from... And we have a comment here on the bottom of this article from Fidel Castro. What an accomplished gentleman. Fidel Castro... The communists will use every tactic known to man to ensure McCulloch wins next week. And nothing is or will be done to stop another stolen election by the communist Democrats. Where are the conservatives and federal judges with a set that said they would never allow this to happen again? I hope I'm wrong with this prediction. Well, Mr. Castro, uh, you were, but you were also very right, too. And that brings us to the end of that article. And we now move on to another source that I am quite fond of. The Washington Examiner. And this article just came out, by the way. Tricky mailer from Democrats flaunt Trump's endorsement of Yunkin. Or as Shoehead, Shoehead would call them, cripplingly smooth-brained. At first glance, voters in Virginia received a political mail this week 
that looks like it came straight from the Republican gubernatorial nominee Glenn Youngkin's campaign. Youngkin, the former co-CEO of the Carlyle Group investment firm and a first-time candidate, is shown smiling alongside, quote, endorsed endorsement announcement. Oh, boy. Quote, Donald J. Trump, Glenn Youngkin. He's my complete and total. Here's my has my complete and total endorsement. Right here it says Donald Donald J. Trump, Glenn Youngkin has my complete and total endorsement. Donald J. Trump official endorsement of Glenn Youngkin five eleven twenty one with the Save America Donald J. Trump Pact. However, in the corner of the same page it says Democratic Party of Virginia P O Box four four eight Richmond, Virginia. 23218, paid for by Democratic Party of Virginia and authorized by Terry McAuliffe. Also, you can look at the thumbnail of this episode and see it. If you look at the fine print, though, it reveals that the mail was paid for by the Democratic Party of Virginia and authorized by Youngkin's opponent, former Democratic Governor Terry McAuliffe. I like how they say former. Who is seeking a second non-consecutive term. Typical political mail, though. Typical political mail highlighting a campaign or political opponent is blatantly a political attack. Common tropes include picturing the candidate in an unflattering photo, often in grayscale, showing a ripped headline or quote from an unflattering news story and a warning about the candidate. The mail or <clears throat> the mailer from McAuliffe and Virginia Democrats has none of those. Instead, it shows Youngkin photoshopped next to Donald Trump. Alongside a checkmark and quotes from Youngkin showing appreciation for the endorsement, plus statements from Trump distributed, uh, plus statements from Trump distributed by his own Save America pack. Yeah. Seriously, I'll read you some of the quotes on here. Glenn Youngkin. Donald Trump endorsed. Glenn will truly make Virginia great again. <laughs> Quote, they said, this guy is like Donald Trump. I said, thank you very much. From Glenn Youngkin. Quote, I was honored to receive President Trump's endorsement. Quote, he has my total, he has my complete and total endorsement. Quote, now a great candidate, Glenn Youngkin is running. Make an informed vote for governor by November 2nd. My, my. Well, at least he didn't go for the slander route. You know, that's something that him and his Clinton friends have don't have in common. Like, Clinton just attacked everybody. Uh, we have a tweet here for Terry Buckle that says, A vote for Yunkin is a vote for Trump. <laughs> in Virginia? <laughs> Nice. The move reflects the core of McCullough's campaign strategy. Quote, tie Yunkin to the former president who lost the state by 10 points in 2020. By the way, there's a, a forensic audit, supposedly, uh, in the works for Virginia. We don't know yet. It's just a rumor mill flowing around, but it is still in the, in, in the works. And now with a Republican at the helm, I almost guarantee you, you will see it. And by far more in states' southern suburbs outside Washington, D.C. Well, yeah, Washington's always blue. McCullough repeatedly refers to Yunkin and Trump together, 
arguing that he is just as extreme as the former president. Uh, a previous digital video from McCulloch highlighted Trump's support of Yunkin, using common negative attack tropes displaying orange filtered images of Yunkin and Trump with quotes from Yunkin spliced against controversial statements from Trump. Terry McCulloch, Donald Trump is all in for Glenn Youngkin, and Glenn Youngkin is honored to have his support. I was honored to receive President Trump's endorsement. President Trump represents so much of, of why I'm running. Coronavirus. This is their new hoax. I was honored to receive his endorsement. We want to terminate health care. I actually was very honored to receive the president's endorsement. Very fine people on both sides. A very fine people on both sides. Yeah, we've talked about this. That's an absolute bullshit taken off. You know what? You know, just for you guys. Just for you guys. All right. I got it right here. You ready? You ready for the full unfucked with take of there's very fine people on both sides? I'm not putting anybody on a moral plane. What I'm saying is this. You had a group on one side and you had a group on the other and they came at each other with clubs and it was vicious and it was horrible and it was a horrible thing to watch. But there is another side. There was a group on this side. You can call them the left. You've just called them the left that came violently attacking the other group. So you can say what you want, but that's the way it is. <laughs> Well, I do think there's blame. Yes, I think there's blame on both sides. You look at you look at both sides. I think there's blame on both sides, and I have no doubt about it. And you don't have any doubt about it either. And and and, and if you reported it accurately, you would say. And you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group. Excuse me. Excuse me. I saw the same pictures as you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of, to them, a very, very important statue and the renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. And here. How about you take from the fucking AP? Himself, his family, and this country. And that is, you can call it terrorism. You can call it murder. You can call it whatever you want. I would just call it as the fastest one to come up with a good verdict. That's what I'd call it. Because there is a question. Is it murder? Is it terrorism? And then you get into legal semantics. The driver of the car is a murderer. And what he did was a horrible, horrible, inexcusable thing. Okay, what about the alt left that came charging? At him? Excuse me. What about the alt left that came charging at the, as you say, the alt right? Do they have any semblance of guilt? What, let me ask you this: What about the fact that came charging? That they came charging with clubs in their hands, swinging clubs. Do they have any problem? I think they do. So you know, as far as I'm concerned. That was a horrible, horrible day. Wait a minute, I'm not finished. I'm not finished, fake news. That was a horrible day. I will tell you something. 
I watched those very closely, much more closely than you people watched it. And you have uh, you, you had a group on one side that was bad and you had a group on the other side that was also very violent. And nobody wants to say that, but I'll say it right now. And what I'm saying is this, you had a group on one side and you had a group on the other and they came at each other with clubs and it was vicious and it was horrible and it was a horrible thing to watch. But there is another side. There was a group on this side, you can call them the left, you've just called them the left, that came violently attacking the other group. So you can say what you want, but that's the way it is. So blow that very fine people misquote out of your fucking lexicon. I'm overly annoyed every time I hear people talk about that. I'm like, watch the full clip. He demonizes both sides. He tells the left they're responsible and the right they're responsible. And then when he says there's fine people on both sides, he clarifies who he's talking about too. But people just want to focus on, oh, Charlottesville, a bunch of Nazis showed up and Trump said there's fine people on both sides. And even if it is <clears throat> still within the context that the people like to use it in, you know, one of the two sides he's complimenting would be your side, right? When I hear a left say some of the lines of, oh, well, Trump said there's very fine people on both sides. Well, one of those sides would be your side, too. So ultimately, what? Are you upset that he compared liberals to Nazis? I'm just curious. Because in both contexts, it still hurts the left, but they continue to use this. They just used it. Youngkin, or, uh, sorry, McAuliffe just used it in his ad. And by the way, uh, <clears throat> it was pretty big news. People got worked up about it. People got kind of mad because Glenn Youngkin wouldn't do Trump rallies. He wouldn't show up to them. He wouldn't speak at them. Even when Trump took it upon himself. And by the way, this wasn't like a coordinated thing with Glenn Youngkin. Trump decided to have a rally in Virginia. And it would be like a pro uh, a pro Youngkin rally. Youngkin had no coordination with that planned event or anything. Instead, he decided to hold his own event, his own rally in a little city. Here, take from the Daily Beast. Glenn Youngkin, quote, I won't be joining Trump's tele-rally for me, by uh, Pillar Melendez, national reporter, on October 30th, a few days before the election. I'm just going to read you this first paragraph, and then we'll be getting back into the Washington Post, or uh, Washington Examiner article, my apologies. Virginia's Republican gubernatorial candidate Glenn Youngkin will not participate in a virtual Trump or a virtual rally hosted by former President Donald Trump on Monday, the day before the election. Quote, I'm not going to be engaged in a teletown hall, he told reporters on Saturday, according to CNN. Quote, the teams are talking, I'm sure. His Democratic opponent, former Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe, said he was surprised that Youngkin wouldn't join the former president's event. Quote, it is just killing Trump that he will not go there. Obviously, he is in the race. Obviously, he has endorsed Yunkin seven times, seven different times, McAuliffe said on Saturday. Trump issued a cryptic statement on Wednesday that said, quote, Thank you, Arlington. See you soon. Suggesting he might visit Virginia for the campaign. But it later emerged he would only be par uh, participating virtually. Uh, from Dana Bash. Dana Bash CNN is her handle on Twitter. If you'd want to talk to her for some... Wasn't that... 
Wasn't Dana Bash the lady who worked for Fox and then, like, left and went to CNN? Like, they kind of traded her for Tucker. Campaigning in Old Town, Alexandria, Glenn Youngkin told me he hasn't been involved in the planning for Monday's Teletown Hall event that Trump will participate in, although, quote, the teams are talking, I'm sure, I'm not going to be engaged in a Teletown Hall, he said. And that is the end of that quote, and as much of this article as we're fucking reading. Now we're back, <clears throat> we're back into the Washington Examiner's article. Quote, the Democrats in McCulloch campaign are welcome to tout endorsements and bolster support for Yunkin's campaign all they want. Yunkin spokeswoman uh, McCulley Porter told the Washington Examiner in a statement, quote, The reality is that Terry uh, McCulloch knows he can't beat Glenn Yunkin and therefore is desperate to run against someone else, end quote. Yeah, they don't have Trump. Trump was the Democrats' big boogeyman. Uh, he was also a constant double-edged sword for both sides. For people who came from the left and went to the right, he was a hard point to talk through. He was a really hard point to talk through. Because you'd be like, yes, but he did this. And everybody was like, but it's Trump. And you couldn't sink through that level of, uh, oh, what's it called? It's when you have a, ah, oh, I can't think of the term for it right now. It's when you have like a, a perceived uh, notion of how reality is, but when you're presented with cognitive dissonance, they have that co cognitive dissonance. I had to start giving myself the definition for me to get the word out. Apparently, if you have that Trump evil cog cognitive dissonance, where it's like, yeah, Trump said some silly shit. He said silly shit a lot. It's actually one of the things I liked about him before I actually decided I was going to vote for him. You're like, oh, yeah, he said some funny shit. I don't know if that's presidential. And then he got elected, and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. And then I kind of just got mainstream opinions for a little while. Oh, the memes got to me, though, because I started posting uh, I started posting pro-Trump and anti-Trump memes to fuck people on Facebook, and then I accidentally red-pilled myself because I'd see a pro-Trump meme or anti-Trump meme where I was like, that, that happened? What's, what's this meme based on? And then I'd do my own research, and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. But, um, yeah, the Trump was the big bad for the Democrats. He got people to get out and vote on both sides of the fucking party. Very fine people on both sides of the party, if you'd like. Yeah, both sides to go out and vote more. On top of all that nonsense, he also drove donations through the roof. People donated extra to Republicans or liberals, if, liber if a certain liberal bashed Trump hard enough, they would get a ton of money from the left-wing support. If a Republican got endorsed by Trump, that Republican would get a fuck-ton of money. Not to mention, there were a couple odd Democrats that Trump also supported, too. So Trump was a double-edged weapon and a benefit for both sides. However, the left succeeded in pushing him out as much out of the national conversation as one could imagine. Now they're desperately trying to bring him back into it because they realize they broke their toy. The toy they loved so much, their favorite stuffed animal, they were sharing with a sibling. Then the sibling got into a fight over it, and they ripped it apart. And now there's no toy. And they're trying to desperately get the toy back together so they can resume using it for enjoyment. And it's just not working. And especially while Joe Biden's approval rating is so down in the fucking dumps right now, like virtually in the gutter, and Kamala Harris is falling right behind him. It's that Beatles song, I'm Falling Fast. But you passed me? Yeah, it's like that. 
Because originally Kamala Harris was the one just losing approval rating while Joe Biden kind of kept that honeymoon period a little bit longer than anybody anticipated. And that honeymoon period faded. Now Biden just fucking like a piece of lead out of a plane with a parachute. Just whoosh! Straight down. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden's approval rating's in the gutter. And there's a lot of moderates who I've talked to who say, man, I should not have voted for Biden. Everything is so much worse. I just want to get rid of Trump. I didn't think it would get this bad. I thought we would go back to, like, the Obama years. And when people say something like, I thought Joe Biden would take us back to the Obama years, that tells you one of two things. One, they didn't follow politics in 2020. And two, they didn't follow politics from 2008 to 2012 and onward. So I guess in a long, long story short, they they don't follow politics. Because a return to Obama years is a return to the Bush years, essentially, in imperial American history, where we wanted to just conquer and nation build. Trump was kind of a breakaway from that. I I hate the money he gave to other countries. He spent like a goddamn hawk. He really did. But at the same time, he was something different. And a lot of of moderates and independents are starting to realize, oh no, Biden's horrible. They were right. And they thought in places like Virginia where, you know, Biden disapproval is at an all-time high, one of the highest in the country right now, especially when they're like, oh, CRT is not real. CRT never happened. We we don't teach CRT in the school. And then you got places like Loudoun County or Ludden County. I say Loudoun County. Actually, I say both. But you got what's what's going on over there with these parents standing up to these teachers. And then you got Joe Biden saying that, hey, I'm going to have Merrick Garland get you. And then Merrick Garland's like, anyone who shows at these school meetings is a terrorist. You know, we have people assaulting teachers, and that's not happening. We have people threatening teachers that might be happening. But, you know, he was like, people are going out there and they're threatening and, and, and assaulting teachers, which none of that is true. Meanwhile, you have an actual teacher who's in politics, uh, cinema, get followed, getting followed from bathrooms to her classroom. And all around campus with students harassing her, yelling at her, and throwing shit at her. No, Merrick Garland has nothing to say about that. Cinema's a Democrat, by the way. So keep that in mind. I'm defending a Democrat currently. Kristen Cinema's a Democrat. No one showed up to, to protect her or say anything about her. Other than people posting the videos online to laugh at how they dunked on a fellow Democrat. But if you show up to a school board meeting and you're a parent, there's a chance there's an FBI agent in the crowd waiting to get you. We had a dad dragged out because he stood up, and I covered this episode. I covered this in an episode just maybe two, three weeks ago now. Just about two or three weeks ago now, where you had a a dad get arrested because he showed up and said, my daughter got raped in the women's restroom by a boy wearing a skirt. And the school district said, no, that didn't happen. And they pulled him out of that school and put him in another school where he proceeded to rape another student and then the dad showed back up and said how could you let this happen to happen to another school they called the cops on him a woman got in the dad's face and said you're a fucking liar and it escalated from there but they actively called the cops on a dad saying how dare you hurt another's child and not even address my own in the process virginia is a state with some serious buyer's remorse And Glenn Youngkin thought, in all of his wisdom, what we're going to do is we're going to have a campaign ad put out where we make it as convincing as possible. We say only nice things 
about Glenn Youngkin and only nice things about Trump. This ad will run on CNN because it's paid for by Democrats. And also be ran on Fox because Fox is going to make fun of us for it. And make it look like Donald Trump supports Glenn Youngkin. And put that ad out there. Mail it out. Spend a hundred grand. Alright. Spend a hundred K on ads that are just easily debunkable, easily made of shit. And put this campaign ad out that makes Trump and Youngkin look like the same person in the state with severe buyer's remorse when it comes to Biden. Brilliant strategy. Brilliant strategy. That's like if Will Farrow and that other guy from Step Brothers made a movie about people running for president and losing. That's a joke out of that kind of fucking movie. It really is. But let's continue into this article. Other candidates and political groups have, from time to time, paid for deceivingly positive ads for opponents with alter with ulterior motives in mind. The main Republican Party last year paid for signs naming Democratic Senate nominee that said, quote, vote Sarah Gideon, defund the police. Gideon? It's got be Gideon. I uh, got a tweet here from Hannah Denine, or Denine. Have you seen these signs around town or city? At first glance, they may appear to be from Sarah Gideon campaign or a Democrat's campaign. But these were actually paid for by Maine Republican Party. Details tonight. That's interesting. Does that mean we have a better, uh, like, like a better player on game too? I'm just curious because this looked like an actual ad for something like a, a California Democrat would probably put out. I know this wasn't in California, by the way. Maine is, you know, opposite side of the country. I gotcha. One of those little, uh, little meanless shit, shit states. I'm joking. The tiny states. The little, little, little coalition of, of microstates. Yes, them. Gotcha. I saw a thing that was saying uh, the reason those states are so tiny is because they were like, the original colonies. And they were just divided up evenly at the time. Or as close to evenly on the map as possible. I don't know if that's true or not. But if it is, interesting. I never really double checked that. It's just something I came across. You know, when you're on Facebook, it was like, fun fact, did you know? Da, 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 da. It's one of those. But yeah, this, it looks very legit. Sarah Gideon, defund the police, exclamation mark. And in 2020, I could genuinely see a candidate doing that. I, I could. It would make sense. Because there's a lot of candidates who out, went out there and openly said defund the police and won the election. So I would say as a Republican, this is a lot more convincing. And it would make a couple of those moderates like, wait, defund what? And they'd probably look into her and find out if she actually said it or not. And I'm going, yes, that she did actually say that. So, eh, it's not a terrible uh, ad. It's a good meme. The medics are really coming back into this election, uh, into the next handful of elections before 2024. And I feel like 2024 is going to be peak meme season. In a particularly notable instance, Senator Claire McCaskill, McCaskill, a Missouri Democrat in 2012, ran ads during the Republican Senate primary touting Republican Rep. Todd Aiken 
as a, quote, true conservative. Aiken later went on to claim that female bodies have ways of shutting down pregnancy in cases of, quote, legitimate rape. Wait, what? Hold on, I have to read that from my understanding. Todd Aiken, as a true conservative, quote, true, well, quote, true conservative, Aiken later went on to claim that female bodies have ways of shutting down pregnancy cases in legitimate rape. Fucking what? Yeah, I, I just I just Googled it to see if there was anything to that. And, and apparently, no, there, there is absolutely nothing to that. I was like, is that one of those things that, like, your brain can do to your body? You know, like, uh, you have, like, those odd little things that, like, a doctor is like, here's a bunch of sugar pills, but I'll tell you, they, they cure uh, fucking AIDS. And your body's like, oh, cool. AIDS cure. And it starts fighting against AIDS by itself because, like, your brain has all that power. You just don't believe. Interesting. It's not. And everything that came up talking about how that's what killed Aiken, and I don't blame. That is a horrible fucking quote. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. God damn, that is a terrible Republican quote right there. The left should have used that to attack more people. Holy fuck. Quote, I want to get him nominated and start disqualifying him with independent voters. At the same time, McCaskill uh, wrote later about her, quote, genius plans, end quote, quote, this presentation made it look as though I was trying to disqualify him, though, as we know, when you call someone too conservative in a Republican primary, that's giving him or her a badge of honor. Yeah, it's kind of insane why, why the Trump one was a terrible idea. Similarly, the left-wing Patriot Majority Pact Left-wing patriot, insane phrase. Hmm. Sounds impossible. Sounds like a, like an oxymoron almost. Similar, the left-wing patriot majority pack last year waded into a Republican New Mexican New Mexico congressional primary with TV ads and mailers casting now rep uh Vinette Harrell Harrell. I'm never been sure to pronounce that name. Yvette. Would it be Yvette? Yvette Harrell? Who they hoped to boost with the thought that she was easier to beat as preferred loyalist to Trump over her lobbyist opponent. Well. That is an interesting little thing. And again, you can look at the uh, thumbnail for today's episode and see uh, see the flyer I was just talking about from the McAuliffe ad trying to make Youngkin look bad by giving him the Trump badge of honor. And with that, I'm wrapping up this episode. This episode will be up at... Uh, we'll, we'll do one today. Sorry, there was an 8 o'clock upload. There's some technical difficulties. Still working through some of the hiccups in this new setup. Uh, that being said, I'll see you later on. I hope you have a great rest of your day.